0: Welcome to the security in five podcast. I'm Drew, the binary blogger. This is a short program that brings you security news, tips, advice and opinions in the area of information, IT and general security in about five minutes. Quick to listen to easy to understand. The more aware you are, the more secure you can be. This is security in five. Thanks for listening. episode 328 of Security in Five. And today I want to talk about the ways you're failing in basic cybersecurity. Now, this is a standard blanket statement, probably doesn't apply to everybody listening to it. But this comes off of a tripwire uh, annual report of the state of cyber hygiene, and I'll put a link to uh, that report in the show notes. And I want to do an episode about it of really the ways that most companies are failing at the basics of cybersecurity. And the first one is that you're taking too long to remove unauthorized devices from a network. So Every company, every corporation at some point has some level of a network where you plug in, get access to the internet, get access to resources, email, et etc. Et and most companies, according to the report, 62% takes them hours or longer, if at all, to be able to remove an unauthorized device from their network. What's an unauthorized device? Well, in order to have an unauthorized device, you need to have an inventory of all the authorized devices on your network. Second, you need to be able to detect when something that is not supposed to be connected to your network connects and then third is have a response team to be able to identify where that device is located and remove it from your network one good case uh, to correct this is a have a good accurate inventory of unauthorized devices of what's supposed to be plugged in or allowed to be plugged in and the second is implementing network level authentication to prevent unauthorized connections from employees laptops wireless devices phones anything that you don't want on your network on your network Second is you are not policing what software is running on your network. So now we have devices, authorized devices on your network, but do you know all of the authorized software that is running on that network? So this one's a little bit more difficult. When we talk about application whitelisting, and you have a list of say office products or productivity tools but you don't want them to install music streaming or game streaming or video streaming sites or the big ones bandwidth suckers you know those types of things or something more malicious or more um, uh, potentially risky to the organization such as a a game or something they downloaded uh, from a random website and this one is very very difficult and that's why According to the report a third of companies um, fail to police that and really the only way to do it is application whitelisting lock down your laptops that you provide to employees don't allow them administrative or installation capabilities have a request system that if this is the software you want we will install it so we can keep track of it but really reducing the footprint of installing applications reducing the risk of bringing in malicious applications and software and even worse cryptoware and things like that Another big failure is companies aren't doing vulnerability scanning far enough. Some only do it monthly. And once they do the scans, it takes them weeks to go and fix and remediate and patch the vulnerabilities. Vulnerability scanning should be supported with the patch management system, doing them both relatively close to each other in timeframe, covering both the operating system, third-party applications and other software and do that in automatic fashion. And you should be scanning vulnerabilities far more frequently than monthly. New vulnerabilities come out um, almost daily, Um, at least weekly, something new is coming out from a vendor. And depending on what you have installed on your system, you need to be on top of those release notes. And if you're not, have a good vulnerability scanner with a good subscription, that company will release an update um new patterns and new warnings and are able to scan for those vulnerabilities that get released and patched out monthly is not enough it may seem that might be frequent enough but it's not enough and if you're going to scan you have to patch companies are falling behind on that and that's if you look at the equifax as an example that vulnerability came out six months um, ahead of the major breach announcement but they were breached only a few weeks after that zero day was announced and then they still didn't patch it up until the point of being breached and they had you know you know supposedly hundreds of millions of dollars invested in their security program and yet the operational aspect of vulnerability and then the follow-up patching fell behind another big one that you're failing at is you're not Changing your default passwords. And what I'm talking about is the default passwords coming with your network devices, cameras, switches, even the basic Windows machines. You're setting up accounts, you're setting up new administrative accounts, but you're not disabling, removing, or altering the default passwords out there. Hacking 101, I have a router, I have a model number, I'm going to go out and, and Google and just type in the model number, default admin password. And you can get that list for anything. That is the first thing hackers try. What is the default account, default password? If you don't change it the keys are out there there is no security around that never assume that what comes on the devices are safe and then last lastly it takes days or longer to detect configuration changes on your network and on systems you have a security baseline you deploy with a security configuration in mind but are you able to a detect it and change it back to what it's supposed to be if someone should alter that Configuration change. Let me give an example. You have a SQL database with uh, proprietary information on it that is locked down. Um, it is sitting behind the firewall, but somebody on the firewall opens up the ports um, to allow the SQL server then to communicate to the internet, which then in turn could be accessed by somebody externally. That is a security configuration change. Can you de- can you detect those types of things not only on the SQL server itself, on the firewall, but across the entire network? The best practice is to deploy a system configuration management tool that automatically enforces, monitors, and then reconfigures the configurations back to what they should be, and of course, alerts for those changes when those occur to the incident response teams, and have it both for on-premise, especially in cloud environments as as that move tends to happen. So there you go. Report for the uh, data for this episode will be down in the show notes. Security in 5, be aware, be safe, thanks for listening. This concludes another episode of Security in 5. You can find me across the internet under the persona Binary Blogger. Head over to BinaryBlogger.com to link up with me on whatever social network you prefer. I love feedback and conversations, and if you have a question, comment, or correction on a past episode, drop me a line and I will respond. To get additional information, sign up for my monthly newsletter. And remember, the more aware you are, the more secure you can be. Thanks for listening.